Hey guys, welcome to Cut the Karma. I'm Jess. And I'm Julie. And we are two entrepreneurial sisters and mothers who are into spirituality. We're trying to do better and be better in our everyday lives, and we're sharing our journeys to inspire you to do the same. Hey guys. Hey everyone. What's up? How are we doing today? Um, today we are talking about the sixth law of karma, which is law of connection. Everything you do is somehow connected. And I feel like we all know that to a point, right? Every single thing that we do in our lives is connected to something else. Other people, our past, our present, our future. Um, but it's really funny because this morning I made a post on Instagram about this exact thing, not realizing that this was the law we were going to talk about because it was on your mind somehow. It was on. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was on my mind somehow. But <clears throat> so my post was basically saying, um, you know, every day make a decision to kind of feed your physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health. Because every little seed that you plant in those categories, now you will harvest in a few months, a few years, and your future self will thank you for today, for doing that, for every day that you do that. Because that's what you build upon to get where you are in life, right? Yeah. So like, I guess just as a simple example, um, you know, we all, not everybody, but some people put money away for retirement out of every paycheck, every month or every two weeks or however often you get paid, the money gets put away for your retirement. So when you're 70 years old, you have that money to hopefully live off of the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. If you didn't do that all of those years when you were younger, you are screwed as you're a 70 year old. You are very disconnected and you are screwed and your life will not be a happy one. Well, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. guess it could be a happy one, but yeah. you will be struggling, I'm sure. Um, well, so. it's funny because as a what I learned when I went to life coaching school is that the four pillars that make up a human being is your mental, emotional, physical and spiritual self. And if one of them is off balance, then all four of them are off balance. Mm. And so it's funny hearing you sit here and say that, yeah. you know. Well, and, and I automatically added a fifth one. I said financial health too. But Julie said, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, part of the physical. Yeah, that's the physical. So the physical realm is all about the physical things in your life, your finances, your physical body, your home, everything that has to do with your root chakra. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. And the, and obviously emotional is your feelings mm -hmm. and emotions mm -hmm. dealing with that. Your mental is your thoughts. Yep. And spiritual is your connection. Your connection to the divine, to a higher power. Mm -hmm. And in life coaching school, they say that, you know, it, it would behoove you to believe in something. It right. doesn't have to be God. It doesn't have to be the universe, but believe in this, you know, higher power that brings you some type of belief system, 
some type of faith, some type of hope. Like something higher than yourself. Yeah. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting. And you know, when I think of this law, I immediately think of smaller choices rather than bigger decisions. Do you want me to break that down yes, a bit? Okay. Please. So everything is connected, right? People think that in our lives, the bigger decisions are everything. Like where you're going to go to college, um, what car are you going to drive? Where are you going to live? Who are you going to get married to? Are you going to have kids or not? Your career. Your career, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And the way that I believe is that, yes, those are big decisions, but they shouldn't really be decisions. You should easily glide into that. Ooh, I like that. Okay. So your smaller choices are the more important ones. So if you watch, you know, if you, if your friends ask you to go out and hang out on a Saturday night and you have a huge test on Monday, that's a smaller choice. It's not a big decision, but it's a smaller choice. Which one is better for you? Which one is going to set you up for success in your future? Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to have balance and sometimes go out and hang out and all that kind of stuff. But the smaller choices that you're faced with they create your bigger decisions to become really easy. Mm -hmm. So for example, Mike and I, when we were looking for a house, um, I think, I believe that we were looking a little bit too prematurely at one point in our lives. At the time, I didn't think so. I was just like so ready, but looking back, it was premature. And we thought we found quote unquote, the house, but in our guts something felt off and i don't think it was the house i think it was a fact that we weren't really ready and we called each other literally every five seconds the day that we had to make the decision and he was at work and i was at work and we're like i don't know what do you think we should do i don't know and it was so like long pauses of silence like my stomach was turning, my head was saying, do it, my stomach, my intuition, my gut was just, it was just as wasn't right. And so I said to him, Mike, if this was supposed to be the house, shouldn't it be like, yes, let's do it rather than like crickets on the phone to each other? Like, I don't know, you know, excited. Yeah. And we weren't. So finally, after 12 hours of those phone calls, I was like, we can't do this. Like, let's not do it. And then I think it was probably like a year and a half later, we made every day smaller, smaller choices that helped us become more ready Mm -hmm. to buy the house. And when we found the house, it was just like, it, it was a crazy circumstance. We had to say yes or no within like three hours of seeing the house, the house that we live in now. And it was just like, yes. Yes, let's do it. Like excited. Yes, let's do it. And we we really didn't have any of those like crazy back and forth. And I think it, that's a huge decision buying your first house. I mean, for, at least for Mike and I, it was, you know, and 
And it, it's kind of a scary thing because you're just, you're signing your, you know, your life away in a certain way. And it was just that easy. Mm. Same with um, marrying Mike. It, it wasn't a huge decision. We glided into it because yeah. we made those small choices every day to build each other up, to love each other, to be each other's, you know, cheerleaders. And it just our small, good, right choices made such an easy, big decision. I love that. I feel like because there's so many looking back Mm -hmm. after hearing that perspective from you, looking back in my life, there were so many like huge decisions that it was kind of like a roadblock that just kind of stopped you in your life. And Mm -hmm. it was like, which way are you going to go, right? Like this way or that way. And, and you sit there and, and like, you sit oh, there and you scratch your head forever. Right. And you're like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, and you do. ask everyone else's opinion. Exactly. And I'm relying on your own. I do have a track record of being very indecisive. I've worked on that a Me lot too. as I've gotten older. Um, but I would sit there forever and weigh the options and, you know, pros and cons and all of that, which I still do to a sense. But, um, but yeah, you're right. Like those decisions should be, you should be gliding into the yes. Yeah. And I have a similar story with my, the place that I live in now. After my divorce, I moved back in with my parents, with my kids. And I stayed, I was 32. And I stayed in my parents' house for seven years mm. with my two little kids. <laughs> and there were plenty of times that I wanted to move out. Mm-hmm. But like, Whenever that time would come and I would start looking for places, I really wasn't ready. And mm-hmm. a few times my dad kind of had to talk me off of the ledge. Like, <laughs> what are you going to, why are you doing this? Like, you have a home here, yeah. stay here as long as you can. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm 36. I shouldn't be living with my parents. You know, my ego the is ego talking. crashing the party all the time. Yeah. Um, but finally, when the time came for me to move out because I was ready, because for those whole seven years... I planted little seeds and made the right decisions for me to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It was so easy. I found the townhome I'm in. As soon as I walked into the space when the realtor was showing me, I was like, this is it. Yeah, this is I my place. That. This is it. I called everyone, like my whole family, everybody I knew. And I was like, that is my house. I love it. It's perfect for us. It's every single thing that we want. Mm -hmm. It checks off every box on my list. I'm getting that house. Mm -hmm. And then, come, you know, and I'm sitting here. I'm a self-employed single mom, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, okay, I have two strikes against me already because who's going to rent their house out to a self-employed single mom during COVID, right? I know, but there are many people that believed in you. Well, and the funny thing is, is that it took the owners of the house had like 50 applications. I mean, they had a lot of people that they had to decide on and it took them maybe like two weeks to make that decision. The whole two weeks, I'm thinking about my house, like that is my house. That's my house, we're moving in, we're moving in. Until I finally got the call saying, they, you know, the owner wants to give you the house. Well, you attracted it to you. I did. You manifested that. Yes, I definitely did. Well, and also, you know what you did too? What? You went to Anahata's Purpose and you created oh, this manifestation bag of your, bag. Ha- of your house. I did. I did. And two weeks later, you got it. 
Yes. Or you found it. Did you find it or get it? Um, no, two weeks later. Well, we moved in October 15th and Anahata's was a month before. Oh, a month. Okay. So it was pretty much when I came back from that retreat. Yeah. By the way, Anahata's purpose is a retreat in Pennsylvania. This year, it's going to be in Spring City. Last year, I think it was in Nottingham, Pennsylvania. But it's a four-day retreat that is absolutely amazing. There are um, teachers and facilitators from the area, from the tri-state area, that come in and teach classes and workshops based on their like specialty. And it's all for the purpose of like spiritual healing, basically. It's amazing. So aside from those workshops and everything, we have delicious food and there's live music and there's um, canoeing and kayaking and all of that. But um, I'll talk more about that later. But just so you guys know, um, it was a retreat that I went on in September. I made a spell bag, basically setting an intention with what I wanted to attract in my life. And I worked, I was working on the house, attracting that house. So that's what happened. And two weeks later, you found that house. Yeah, two weeks later, I found the house. But the whole point is that it was time for me. Like when that house was like, it's time. It was so easy for me to say yes, even though, you know, obviously you have those fears of, you know, jumping out on your own again and paying for rent again, being a single mom with two kids and it being COVID and, and not having like completely stable work because I worked for myself. But just having that belief. So let me ask you, what was the difference in the belief then compared to premature belief? Um, I felt way more prepared. And the preparedness came from what? It came from your smaller actions. My smaller actions every day. Yes. Yep. That's it did. the biggest ticket that we're talking about. And the and the cool thing is, is that. So those small actions that you do on a daily basis, right, become habits mm -hmm. when you do them long enough. So they are instilled in my life and I still do them now. Yeah. It wasn't like... You gave up on them. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I got the reward, so I'm going to give up on those small actions and steps. No, I am still doing it because I'm still creating and I'm still wanting to attract what I want for my future. You cannot stop. Do you know what I notice a lot of people do in the fitness world as soon as they lose the 10 pounds or the 20 pounds that they wanted to or they fit into that skinny black dress, they go backwards yeah. and they're like, okay, I got what I wanted. And then they think that they can go back to how they were Yes, and it screws them. And then because they wound up like crash dieting or whatever, they lost weight very quickly. And then when they eat again, their body's like, oh my God, food, oh my God, sugar. And it sucks it up two times faster. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have helped you with, with the one slogan that I say often is, do something that your future self will thank you for. Yeah, Julie has helped me out with this. I, I would often, I'm like a huge sweets junkie. Me too. Like, I like my cake, I like my ice cream, I like my brownies, all that stuff. So there have been many times that I've come to Julie and I'm like, Julie, I cannot stop eating. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I can't stop eating. Like, all I want every night is cake and ice cream and this and that and like, and the quantities, I'm just like shoveling it in. Like, what's happening? I need to like get a real, uh, I need to get a, a hold on this. Help me. And she's like, before you eat that cake and ice cream, 
think to yourself, what, like, how will my future self feel if I eat this? Mm -hmm. Think about your future self. And that really, like, that's really powerful because it did help me. I Before I would put something in my mouth, I would think about, okay, how will my future self feel? Well, I know tomorrow morning I'll wake up with a headache because I just consumed like 3,000 grams of sugar. <laughs> I know I won't be able to sleep well. My stomach will be full. I'll be tossing and turning. Um, I will not have a sound sleep. And right. I'll yada, be yada, on the yada, toilet yada. all day yeah, in the yeah. morning. You got it. <laughs> Julie's like, yeah, yeah okay. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> Before it's TMI. <laughs> but um, but it's true. It's true. And that's really helped me. Well, and that's with every realm. That's in your physical, your spiritual, your mental, and your emotional. You can think of that with almost everything you do in life. What will my future self thank me for? Yeah. That's That's the finances. That's, you know putting on your shoes to get in a workout that's yeah you know there's so many things there's the things that we talked about in the law of cause and effect for me it's like just smile at your husband when he walks in the door so that by 8 p.m (laughs) we're still happy you know what i mean there's so many things that this applies to and i just i think about it often a lot and i think that it has helped many of my clients throughout the years as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But so, well, I think we're pretty good on the law of connection. Um, that was awesome. And we could probably go in many different oh, avenues. We could go with down that. so many different rabbit holes. So many, because there's everything in the world is connected. And, you know, guys, we are all connected. We are all connected as people, from, as, as a human people race. in our energetic sense. I mean, we are all connected through the cosmic web, through our heart chakras. And the crazy thing is, is that we feel each other all the time, especially empaths, you know. And so if I make a decision that's a really large decision that isn't the best for me, the people around you mm. that you're really close with, they will feel it and you're connected with them. So it will affect them. So if you make a decision that isn't good, you're going to be talking their ear off about, you know, what you should or shouldn't have done all the time. It's going to, it's going to bring down their mood, their energy. So, and everyone is responsible for their own actions, boundaries, healings, all of that. But you have to think that too, if all of your pillars are happy and sound, Mm -hmm. all four of them, then you're also creating a beautiful coexistence for all the other people in your lives as well. Because in your home, in your household, if one person is miserable, we're all going to feel those vibrations and it's going to bring us all down a couple notches. Yes. Right? That's So, so true. Like I said, we could go down in so many different rabbit holes with this, but just remember that everything is connected. Yeah, everything. So... All right, so next time we will be talking about law number seven, which is the law of focus. You can't think of two things at the same time. You can't. (laughs) You can, but you shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) All right, bye guys. Bye.